Welcome to Theory of Conspiracy. A couple of northern lads from the UK discuss plots, cover-ups, and the unexplainable. Hi, I'm Andy the Skeptic. Hello, I'm Carlos. I believe. If you would like to support the podcast, please talk about this with your friends or give us a review on iTunes. You can comment or contribute at TheoConPod. That's at T-H-E-O-C-O-N-P-O-D. Or check the link in the podcast description. Oh, one second. One second, my brother's ringing. <laughs> Matt? Dude, can, can I call you later? I'm just recording a podcast. All right. Cheers, man. See you later. Bye. Any bloopers or funny bits, they all go at the front of the podcast anyway, so people are going to hear your voice before you've had an intro. Because I'll be saying all the funny bits. <laughs> Possibly. That's no new happens. That's no new happens. <laughs> Just, just to be safe, should we just mute his channel the whole way through? Uh, no, no, just, just no. I, we find it best if you just leave it on. Just don't, don't try and mute yourself or self, self edit yourself. No, just no. What, on, what, what Ricky said to me: we should we just mute Carlos all the way? That's what he just said. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, that that, that could be the future of the podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm staying at your house tonight, uh, Andy, and I've got my gaga counter. Right. Welcome no. back. Knowledgeable, I'd question that. It's funny, it's funny, but it's funny, but you you did make someone cry, Carlos. So I did make someone cry. It's usually when I make girls cry, it's usually Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop following me. <laughs> Put that knife down. <laughs> So the rhinoceros is, or, or, it's hard to say that, isn't it? Rhinoceros is, <laughs> cool. um, I'm getting, yeah, now I'm rethinking all the uh, identifying factors about me. I'm, uh, you know, I'm from Rochdale, I'm a United fan, I've got a best friend called Scott, you know, people are getting together who I am. Yeah, you're going uh, to have Carlos fans literally uh, knocking on your door. All, all four of them. I got released and then I ran out of the house, I literally ran out of the house in my pajamas kind of thing. If I find out that Specky Twat killed him. <laughs> if I was to wake you up in the morning and I started singing a nice lullaby, you'd be you'd wake up so if I started I love it when you do wh- that, Carlos. <laughs> Don't forget you can leave us a review on iTunes and we will mention it on the show, or send us an audio message to get your voice on air. You can ask us or say anything you like. Check out the links on our social media for our merch store. Each purchase will contribute 50 pence towards supporting the podcast. Also subscribing to our YouTube and Twitch channels, or sharing this podcast with friends is very much appreciated. Listen up, this is the main bit. Welcome back, or if it's your first time here, thanks for stopping by. For this podcast, we've got another guest episode to discuss cursed films. Don't forget to check out our Facebook for our Season 2 competition or to contribute to the podcast. I've actually got a review I want to read out. Uh, if you want to leave us a review or send us an audio message, we'll air it on the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Do you want me to send Carlos round with a begging letter? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a review we've had on iTunes. It was a five-star review, and it's from Daryl URQ. A real hidden gem of a podcast. The guys are funny, relatable, and knowledgeable. Very good knowledgeable i'd question that 
but hey. I agree with the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> you would like it. The knowledge of ref- obviously doesn't refer to you, Carl. He's probably referring. That's the bit he's referring to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before we jump into the interview, you might have noticed that the regular bi-weekly release of episodes, and if you follow us on Twitch, we haven't been on for a few weeks. This is because life sometimes throws you a curveball, and at the moment, I've got a few things. I'm juggling a few things, so hopefully, we'll get things back to the usual rhythm, and I'll uh, probably give you an update once I'm through the other side of what's been going on. But uh, I'll probably save that for the uh, Twitch guys rather than the podcast. Okay, guest time. So we're recording on the 31st of March, 2021. And I'd like to welcome our special guest for this episode. Some people say he's got the royal seal of approval and that he has a tattoo of Alex Ferguson on his inner thigh. All we know is that we've got three yes or no questions so our listener can gauge your tinfoil hat rating on a scale of 0 to 10. So here we go. Was 9-11 an inside job? Oh, straight in there. Um, no. Well done. Did we land on the moon? Yes. Do you believe aliens in spaceships have visited the Earth? Um, I mean, for conspiracy points, I'm going to say yes, because I do believe in aliens um, and... I'd like to think. I think I'd like to say yeah. I want to say yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Say. All right. I'll. I might oh, give you good, a bonus. Good. 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 I might give you good, a bonus like point that. for that then. So you've scored four out of ten. So not bad. Oh, okay. So, bearing in mind you've got four out of ten, and that this podcast literally gets four listeners a week. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell us who you are and what you do, or do you want to remain anonymous? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm very happy to introduce myself. My name is Rick Redman. Um, I am. Uh, well, I'm Carlos's friend. Um, we've been on a, a couple of lads' holidays together, so um, yeah. we, know, we know each other quite well. Um, I work for well, I work in marketing. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a marketing professional. I used to be a journalist, um, which was quite an interesting career. Um, I live in Macclesfield with my wife and baby son, um, but I'm from Rochdale, um, so I've only just moved to Macclesfield recently in the last. Um, in the last couple of months, um, and yeah, I suppose I suppose that's 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 the crux of who I am. Nice one. I don't think anyone's been that eager or willing to share that much information I'd about like, them so soon. I like to add. I like to add a little bit to that because what uh, Rick has said is one hundred correct. But there's a bit you missed out. We and it's like I, I showed him a tweet between us before we knew who we were. So we oh, had a, yeah. we, we were having an, a heated debate. And it was we were being very sarcastic to each other, and uh, about football. It was probably daft o'clock in the morning. We were probably drinking, and I think United probably had a difficult match. And I was probably being aggressive, and probably man and Rick's views were totally polar from United. And I just says, "Is that your Twitter handle?" Goes, and I, I went back to like 2010 or something like that. He goes, "That's us arguing at daft o'clock in the morning." He goes, "Oh yeah, it is." So we I actually remember that. Were we in we Manchester actually, House when we had that conversation, or were we in Coco's? Uh, probably in Coco's. I think I'm we in Coco's. Coco's. I mean, yeah, I remember you bringing it up. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just says I think we knew each other before we knew each other because we used to we're both uh, we're both passionate footballers or football or football fans and full of football. But we we sometimes we went uh, we were being very sarcastic. We weren't being derogatory to each other, but we were being very sarcastic to each other on Twitter. I think it was but, from <laughs> the early days. I think it was from the early days, early-ish days of um, of Twitter. Certainly early compared yeah. to now, where people were kind of just getting to grips with that kind of an- yeah. anonymity. Um, you know, you're used to being presenting yourself, and the things that yeah. you say have the consequences of in, this in my early days. Person, I didn't that, have a, that is now something you've said. But I never had a profile picture or anything. I don't think you had a profile picture, so it was just literally you could just you could be anyone, couldn't you? Because I never used my name, Carlos Garcia, so I used like my pseudonym name. So you could say absolutely anything to each other. So yeah, that's I how we that, that <laughs> <laughs> through the social media world. So, Rick, can you tell us something interesting about yourself that maybe only one or a few people might know about you? Um, yes. Um, I once, <clears throat> and yeah, listen carefully to this because I will say it only once, but I once pleasured a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> a real rhinoceros. Yep. I was gonna let I was just gonna let that linger, but I suppose I do need to go into into detail. <laughs> Is, is this is this Carlos's nickname? Carlos the Rhino. That, that, that wouldn't be a bad nickname for him. Or maybe Hippopotamus. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned before, I used to be a journalist um, and <laughs> many years ago now. And when I was a journalist, um, we had a zoo that was on our patch. So it was a local newspaper that I worked for. And... Um, yeah, there was a there was a zoo that was nearby, and every time they had, um, you know, a new baby being born, I'd make an excuse to go down there because obviously it's a zoo, it's cool. And um, over the over the couple of years I was there, you know, they 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 knew me as the as the local reporter, so you know they they knew they could rely on me to follow up on a press release and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you know, the boring council meetings and stuff, I maybe wouldn't follow up on them as much as a new, you know, um. Meerkat being born or something, you know, I'd be straight, yeah. straight down there if, if that happened. But so in the end, they, they started doing a one of those red letter days where it was, you know, be a zookeeper for a day, um, where you know they charge people. I think it was a few hundred pounds, um, and you know they get to be shown the ropes of, of, of what what it takes to be a zookeeper. And what they wanted me to do was go down and do like a video feature, um, and I think the footage exists somewhere, not of me pleasuring the rhino, but. Um, footage exists of me doing this feature for this for this newspaper, and um, yeah, they took me down and they, they had me mucking out the the elephants, feeding the elephants, feeding the meerkats, um, you know, doing loads of cool stuff, feeding chimpanzees, and then they took me into um, the bit where the rhinoceroses are. So the rhinoceroses are, are it's hard to say that, isn't it? Rhinoceroses <laughs> are outside. Um, and they've got like a nice area outside, but they also have a bit inside where it's warmer, it's 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 sheltered, um, and you know it's this massive building. I was like really surprised how big the building was, um, but that's where the, the like the bull was, um, who they use for their breeding program. And as I was like there as a journalist, and I was there kind of as a guest, really. I wasn't I wasn't a paying customer. The uh, the zookeeper, the real zookeeper, said to me, um, "Oh, do you want do, do you want to see something cool?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what he like, says to all the young boys yeah and i was like i was like obviously so she said oh let me show you how we um how we kind of prepare the rhinoceroses for mating 
And I'm looking around and inside this big building, there's, there's just the one rhinoceros. And um, she she took my hand and she showed me how to, um, so do you know the panels of armor that they have? Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you stroke them in between the, those panels, it's like really, it's, you know, it's really ticklish and, you know, they're sensitive in a certain way. And the panel that is kind of on the hip, so it, it kind of connects the hip to the hind leg is the bit that's kind of like, I suppose it's like stroking its inner thigh. Um, and, <laughs> and um, yeah, she's, she's getting me to do this and run my hand up and down it and up and down it. And she's like, she, she points underneath the rhinoceros and goes, look, look what you're doing. So I look down, <laughs> I look down and all of a sudden this thing's got five legs. And one of them is purple and pulsating. <laughs> and I'm looking at that. I, honest to God, I've never seen anything like it. It's big. You'd expect a rhino's willy to be big. I mean, I, I love it. I like how I'm telling this story. But and I, and I said willy. I, I kind of censored myself from saying cock. Um, and this rhino's willy was bigger than you would imagine. Honest to God, it was. It was thicker than my own thigh. It was nearly as thick as the rhino's own thigh. And it was. It had all these purple veins around it. And. Um, and then the zookeeper, after a few, you know, maybe a minute of doing that, the zookeeper kind of said, right, let's move on. And I'm like, I'm looking at this rhino. I mean, I wasn't going to do anything about it, but I'm looking at this rhino who's kind of like looking at me with doe eyes. And I look back at the zookeeper and I said, we're just going to leave him like that. Oh, like there's the, you're a heartbreaker. You're a, just a, <laughs> you are, you're, you're a cock tease. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then, it, it sounded yeah. like love at first sight though. Yeah. Well, um, I thought they were going to kind of like let him loose on one of the, the rhino the females or something. Yeah. yeah. But they, they just were like, all right, let's move on. Let's go and feed some meerkats now. I, I just felt, felt sorry for the guy. I felt, yeah, I felt like a tease. For the for the listeners at home, you can see that video on Zoo Hub, which has been uploaded now. Because <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it, it was a rhinoceros. How about Horn Hub? Horn Hub. I worked on a couple of levels. Yeah, that's that's, that's a great story. That's fucking great. Though. I love stories. Like I know. That. So, I, know. Yeah. I think I think we just end the podcast there. End <laughs> the podcast. I'll say brilliant podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was uh, it was an, it was an interesting time being a journalist. I got to do all sorts of cool stuff like that, but <laughs> in the end, I moved into moved into marketing and and um, a sensor, yeah. you got a, you got yourself a sensible job. Yeah. So, Curse Films, one of you two can kick this off. I think I'll let uh, Rick uh, start, but I, just, I think this one was just because no one's going to ever prove or disprove anything. But it's sort of like um, it's one of the things where it's all about opinions and it's all about what you think could have happened or what you yeah. think is absolutely is, is people manipulated figures or is somebody happened, which people have sort of took it to the next level. So obviously I know Rick on our private uh, social media apps, we've been talking between the three of us, you brought a couple of films up, which you found quite interesting. So is a particular one you want to start with? Uh, yeah, but first of all, I, I was having some thoughts that were kind of like outside of particular films and just like you were yeah. saying then about um, how, you know, it's about whether things are manipulated or st- truth has been stretched or anything like that. And I just, I kind of thought there's there's different types of cursed films. So I think it's important to kind of establish that. So there's cursed films where things have undeniably gone wrong, either during filming or as a consequence of the film. And it it, it is definitely something's gone wrong. So um, you know, like um, obviously, I can't think of an, an example of Torn- tornado blowing the blowing the set down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
No, 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 actually, no, as a consequence of the film. So, oh. for example, and I know this is one that Carlos wants to talk about later, so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for kind of mentioning it now. No, sorry, right, because there's, there's no flip, there's no, like, uh, set pattern. We'll just go with the flow, mate, so well, don't worry the, about it. So The Conqueror, um, the John Wayne film, where it was yes. filmed on a nuclear test site, and then and then a third of the people who involved in the film died of cancer. You know, yes. that's as a consequence of the film. You know, Got you. Um, the, um, the Crow, where, you know, Brandon Lee was shot by, you know, a, a, a dummy gun that was not dummied properly. And, you know, those are things that actually definitely happened because of the film. Yeah. But then there's things where things have gone wrong, but it's fun to link to them and say that they're more than coincidence. So um, Passion of the Christ being struck by lightning or like a tornado going through the film, you know, something like that. But then there's also ones where, as Carlos mentioned, the urban legends have been, um, maybe they've been embraced and they've been exaggerated and for the marketing reasons. So, I think yeah. for everything, we've got to kind of be cynical and ask, did a film benefit from being cursed? You know, like, yeah. was it some sort of goal of selling more tickets at the box office? Um, and I, but but to, to, to go to your, your question of which film I wanted to talk about first, it's uh, more of a novel. So, well, it's a film as well, but I wanted to talk about uh, Don Quixote. So there's a there's a curse around uh, Don Quixote and um, the kind of the, the adapting it for film. So you know those, those I'm sure most people are familiar with Don Quixote, but for those who aren't, it's it's widely regarded as the first modern novel, um, and it's it's basically a story about a, a delusional man um, who goes off completing quests with his with his horse and his his pal, who's this basically a tramp. I don't, are you allowed to say tramp anymore? I don't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, he, he gets in fights with windmills and all this this sort of stuff. And it's, it's, it's a very, very long book. It doesn't... Um, I, I, I've enjoyed what I've read of the book. I've not read it all the way through, but I did once try and sit down with it. But obviously, as you can imagine, it's 500 years old. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, not easy for the modern reader. But um, many, many, many um, big names and big directors have tried to... Um, uh, commit this to film and they've all been hit by um, various kind of different unfortunate events so for example um, Orson Welles uh, spent decades wanting to make the film uh, he was working on it it was you know it was going to be his, his kind of his magnum opus it was something that everyone who wants to do a film about Don Quixote it's a really big thing for them it's 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 a you know it's going to be the film the the main magnum opus and um he, he Orson Welles, he, he worked on it for years and years and years, and um, there was things that went wrong and things that delayed filming, and he was still working on it when he died uh, in the eighties. Um, so obviously, it never got finished. Um, Walt Disney, um, he wanted to make an animated version of it um, in nineteen twenty nine. Again, it took him years to get anywhere with it. it kind of unspectacular things that went wrong, you know, no tornadoes or or kind of nuclear testing sites or anything, but. 10 years on, 11 years on, um, he released Pinocchio and that bombed at the box office, apparently. I, obviously, Pinocchio's a classic. I certainly remember it well from my childhood, yeah. but it, yeah. apparently it bombed at the box office and it wasn't he wasn't able to kind of fund um, uh, Don Quixote anymore. So he, he gave up at the time. And kind of most significantly in modern times, uh, you can tell I'm reading off my notes from because <laughs> I'm I'm no, really no, no, off, but I, I love the I love how much we are prepared you are for it. I like it. Well, I mean, this is because this is the one when you told me when you told me that you, you I had the option to talk about cursed films. This was something that I already liked um, yeah. and the story behind it. 
um, the story behind Terry Gilliam, who who is one of my favourite um, directors, and obviously he's a he's a Monty Python, so that's uh, yeah. that's that's you know goes in his favour. But I actually uh, I remember watching a film at university called Lost in La Mancha, and that is actually the um, the film that Terry Gilliam made when he gave up on making Don Quixote because it was just so cursed. Um, I think one of the actors died. I think the main actor who was playing Don Quixote became ill. Um, he may have died. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I can't, can't confirm that. But because um, yeah, I may not have been completely sober when I watched the film, but I remember being, being really interested. And um, I think it was hit by floods. And one one of the things they were um, they, they realized when they kind of committed to filming and filming in the area that, that, that they kind of booked or paid to stay in. It was under a flight path uh, in Spain, oh. like quite a busy flight path. So, you know, they had to kind of stop filming for that because there were no planes in 1606. So it wasn't historically accurate. Um, and when researching this and going back and kind of looking at the things that Terry Gilliam did and the things that went wrong for him, I found out that he actually managed to, finally make the film in 2018 i didn't know that um i'll have to watch it um, but it's it's basically the first big successful time that don quixote has been committed to film and, and converted into it into a film because it's just been people say it's been cursed because for, well for whatever reason it's it's um it's proved impossible for some quite big names to even get a film made of it all right cool that's a great start because i I've heard of all those. I, I did yeah. media studies at college, so I knew who Orson Welles was. Uh, you know, we I had to do a I had to do uh, one of my exams was on um, the, his probably his most famous film, Rosebud. Never, but never. Citizen Kane. Sorry, Citizen Kane. Kane. Sorry, yeah. Citizen yeah. Kane. Rosebud, Sorry. Rosebud's his sledge, isn't it? Rosebud, yeah. Oh, you've just give, you've just massive oh, spoiler there. Well, we massive spoiler <laughs> for anyone that's not seen that. If you've not seen. Citizen Kane in the last eighty years. Then <laughs> no, I know, I know. Sorry, I, yeah, Rose. It's like yeah. someone giving away the spoilers for Game of Thrones like a year after it's know, been out. I know, it, I know. I am, I am joking. I'm joking. But yeah, he, um, yeah, I called it Rosebud because it starts off with a guy dying and he's and his last words are Rosebud and it's all about reporters trying to f- trying to work out Rosebud what what was that and and you, they never find out and it was just a flashback to his childhood and it was his it was his first sledge um called Rosebud but anyway yeah so yeah um Citizen Kane you're absolutely right that's what it was called um but yeah never mentioned and, you know, we, we, we'd looked at a load of films and a load of film noir stuff because that was like the, the genre he was doing back then. Um, never mentioned Don Quixote, probably because it, it was never a final film that came out, so it just wasn't covered. But I didn't know about Disney either, and um, I knew about Terry Gilliam. I only knew about also I only found out about Orson Welles and, and um, uh, Disney. Disney because I knew the Terry Gilliam stuff and I right. was doing research. I, I didn't know about that either. They're big names. You think they would have got it done? You think they they would have got it done? You can you can understand, you know, as we maybe talk about some of the other films that re- struggle to get off the ground. Um, we, they don't have big names and big money behind them, but 
Yeah. So, what do you, do you think? There's something behind it because obviously I know clearly you got uh, you, obviously some of the names you mentioned, some of the biggest people. I think uh, Walt Disney is the one who's nobody's won more uh, Oscar Academies than uh, Walt Disney. So these are some of the biggest names in not just uh, film history but world history. So do you think there is something behind it there? When I say a curse, I don't mean somebody's uh, throwing chicken bones around the stage. Do what do you <laughs> think? There's something like kind of uh, some kind of dark because I do believe in positive energy and i do believe in negative or dark energy so do you think there could be some around not actual the stage but some around the book itself or some kind of because like i said when you've walked into a nightclub you sometimes go, do you know what i've got a really bad feeling about this nightclub and then 10 minutes later it kicks off and you thought yeah you've got feeling out there so do you think there could be some some inside like where this could be some literature or there's some kind of demonic something going at some demonic play going around around the book or the person who wrote the book or I think this is probably one I'd put in the category of it's a fun mystique to kind of um, give an aura to the story. And I think Terry Gilliam's probably played up to that himself um, by certainly by going with that Lost in La Mancha film, you know, by releasing that film, which was a fun documentary to, to, to watch. I think it was Johnny Depp that he had playing um, Don Quixote at the time. Um it's almost like he's marketing the eventual film that he's going to make. You know, why would why would he give up and make a documentary about it? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's probably it's probably that people who want to make it really, really, really want to make it so badly that I don't know. It becomes hard yeah. to make. You have to make it perfect. to the kudos as well, doesn't it? This this conversation yeah. and then, yeah. I mean, we can't be the only people talking. So it's like it adds to the kudos as well. It's like yeah. you're already selling you're already selling tickets without even making the film, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's very clever. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, it's, it makes me want to go and find that finished film and watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam Driver's in it, apparently. You know, Adam um, Driver, okay. Yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, 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 yeah no, he is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's like a, a, a haunting or whatever, Carlos. I think the films that are covered by them would be the likes of Passion of Christ or The Exorcist, the Exorcist and stuff yeah. like that. I think they would come under that. Before we go on to them, because we, we have mentioned it, uh, Rick mentioned it, so uh, The Conqueror, which is a, the John Wayne film about Genghis yeah. Khan, said to be uh, the, the film that killed John Wayne, basically. So um, it was actually filmed. I, so I've got, I, again, I, I'm just looking at some notes here. I got I made some notes on this. So Because uh, I wanted to know where, you know, once I heard about it, I wanted to know, where, well, where was it filmed? Where was this radioactive um you know, um, set. So uh, it was filmed in the canyons and dunes around St. George, which is a, a like a little remote town in Utah. There's even a, a press shot of John Wayne. Uh, John Wayne, I think it might be the director and his two sons looking at this black box, which is it's basically a Geiger counter. Um, and it was said to uh, just be going absolutely mental, so much so that John Wayne said, oh, it's obviously broken. And they they declared it as being completely completely safe. Yeah. It was so bad, it, it, you couldn't believe it. It was probably one of them, and it it, well, it was. Yeah, he <laughs> just went, oh, it's obviously faulty. And um, so because they they knew there was no um, no bombs had been detonated near there, but what they didn't know is it, it was down range. It was down range of it. So all the atomic dust that went in the air basically landed in and around this St George area. Um, and uh, but actually, the United States apparently basically yeah did, did well denied it as well so that didn't help it you know because if they did say 
at you know if they did say oh yeah there's areas of the if if um, the US that are poisoned like this you know people would stay away but apparently they denied it for years in 1980 it's reported that of the 220 cast and crew 91 had contracted cancer and 46 of them had died so that's that's like a quarter of them have died and almost half of them have had cancer and some so it got John Wayne it got the leading lady it got another main figure his John Wayne's two sons had cancer but have recovered from it that number's even bigger when you take into account that um you know life expectancy and you know people they used to say one in three people are affected by cancer they now kind of say one in two yeah and mainly it's because you get cancer the older you are and you know the, the more people who are living over say 80 and things like that so you would you would imagine that going back to the 50s and 60s that and plus 90- back then people smoked more back then as well yeah 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 so yeah. Well, what what I'm saying is that that is a higher number than it, than you would kind of think of it yeah. today, if if that makes sense, because those 92 people might be 90 years old. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, people people used to die before they had they got to have cancer. Do you know what I mean? Like when when they were dying, when they died younger. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the older you live, the, the more chance you have of getting something. But yeah. It's a but, bit like filming near Chernobyl, won't it? Now it'd be like it'd be yeah. like in I think Chernobyl. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but is it Chernobyl? It's, it's unlivable for the next twenty thousand years, or it's or it's going to be either two thousand or twenty thousand years. I can't remember the half life, but I'll give it, Carlos. I'll give it twenty thousand just to be on the yeah. safe side. Yeah, and I think so. But in twenty thousand years, if we've if we've lost records and people start filming somewhere near that area, there's going to the people are going to obviously be catching. Uh, yeah. Being radioactive and catching all types of well, not diseases, but it'll be all like some kind of cancer. So I think with that one, the Conqueror, that was because I think it was your brother who brought it to our attention, didn't it? And I think it was your brother who brought it. That yeah, it was uh, Jonesy. Oh, Jonesy, yeah. sorry, Jonesy, it's your brother-in-law. Um, yeah, and it just and I looked into it and I thought, wow, but this this is probably not so much cursed. This is either dare I say stupidity that's more like not doing your research and not looking into where you're actually because obviously yeah. uh, these are these apartments obviously we, we all know we're all from Manchester but all these apartments are getting thrown up all over the place in Manchester and sometimes you think you don't know and people forget that Manchester was an industrial city and you don't know where what pipes and what gas leaks are all over the place so i'm concerned i hope not i'm concerned that some of these apartments were being thrown up all over trafford all over manchester that they could have some kind of poison leaking through to the apartments so that's more like either bad organization um, bad sort of uh, location and stuff like that so which is added to the deaths of like i said and uh, is it what nearly a quarter of them have died from yeah. through cancer and stuff like that it I just a thought come to me then carlos is if they thought it was completely safe, why did they have a Geiger counter with them? Uh, because it's not question. something you carry around, is it? No, unless, okay, unless I, you are going to. That to just makes Chernobyl. sense. Uh, I'm staying at your house tonight, uh, Andy, and I've got my Geiger counter. You think <laughs> it's like it's like you think why? Well, because I know there was a nuclear leak here twenty thousand years ago. It's like and, well, it goes, it goes, <laughs> and then you you turn it on and it goes fucking mental, but you still yeah. you still fucking blow the blow up bed up. Yeah. yeah, but that's yeah. actually think about it. That's so we, we'll put this down to yes, it's an event and it's true. But you put it, dare I say, because people's lost their lives. You put it down to stupidity, wouldn't you? Because yeah. there should have been better research. Um, and like you said, if you've got a gag account, clearly there's some kind of 
there's some you, there's some you're not happy with or you need to i'm sure on these when you've got even back then in the 50s 60s you've probably got some kind of paperwork like like if you're an air stewardess and the plane goes down the air stewardess doesn't get a life uh, uh doesn't get a payout whereas like if us three went on there and the plane went down our family would get some of it because it's written into some kind of document that you because obviously you're you're like so if i was working on that set i'm liable because i chose to work on set so you probably didn't have to pay off um uh, like uh, insurance fees and stuff like that yeah. so maybe that's the reason for that yeah we checked it there's no there's no uh, um nuclear fallout here and then let's carry on and then probably these families who lost their who lost their loved ones probably did not have a payout when they should have had a payout really yeah Okay, Carlos. Then let you can pick the next film. Uh, the next one, one is. Can you think of one that's not sort of like coincidence, accidental? That maybe no. The, 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 this one is I've. It's the one where we've. I think the three of us have watched it, and it's one where I've, I've had personal experiences because of this film. I've actually felt things at home and stuff. So that's why, and it's The Exorcist. Uh, it's The Exorcist is. I watched a. I don't know. Have you prefer? Have you to watch the Exorcist, the film, the Exorcist, the original? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So you know, yeah. uh, obviously, watching even now watching it, still I still get scared. Um, so I, the Exorcist, it was not so much. It was the what was happening on set where people were falling ill. I can't remember if people have actually died, but people there was some dark energy and it was things what were not happening. Things weren't right. Um, even so, the director, which is is completely forgot, uh, slipped my mind. The director of the uh, the Exodus film did a documentary revisiting himself, how he actually put the idea together, who he got involved, which priest he approached. X Y Z. Was that sorry? William Friedkin or William Friedkin? Sorry, I pronounced. No, 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 that's the one where I pronounced his name wrong. Well, I don't know. No, no, it's just no. Yeah, you're right. That's the one. And he he talks about. He says. His first thing, and talk about the irony. The first thing he said on on the on his interview, he says, "We shouldn't even be talking about this." He says, and the guy goes, "You shouldn't be talking about this because you do not know who's listening." The director was saying that even by talking about it, you would bring dark energies. We're talking about Satan himself here, and it's like, and he's and and even I watching the podcast, so watching the documentary within the first ten minutes, I'm like. Do I really want to keep watching this? I was shitting myself because he says we shouldn't even be talking about it. He started interviewing people who exorcisms and priests and and some of the stuff. And it wasn't all this like uh, like the pea soup and head spinning. These were like, and I thought shit, I was scaring myself. I actually stopped watching at nighttime, start watching it in the daytime. And that's how much scared it was. And to add to what I said before, I remember when I was about seventeen, eighteen, watching The Exorcist. And we watched we watched a follow up to uh, I think it was Exodus three, but it's actually Exodus two. And after I was just asking so many questions to I'm going to say my cousin, but he's not a cousin, but I've known him since the day I was born. And he said and he kept saying, "Carlos, stop talking about it. Just stop being inquisitive. Just leave it alone." But why would the devil choose that person? Why not that person? Why does he want that soul? And, and it's just I just kept going on. It's like and it, for four or five hours, kept talking about it. He says, "Carlos, stop talking. You're going to end up scaring yourself." And then literally. So we all go to bed. I was staying at his house, and then literally, I was like, I start feeling like a cold sensation on my legs, and I just thought the windows left over. And I said, Roddy, just shut the windows. The windows are closed. The heating's on. 
Right, okay. And then I can feel it, the coltsage going up onto my legs, to my knees, to me. And that's when I start panicking when it gets to my waist. And I said, Roddy, Roddy, I can't move. I was like literally panicking. He says, what are you? He turns out, what's up with you? I can't move. I can't move. He goes, shut up. What's up with you? And he said, he goes to pick me up. And he and he, he gets sort of thrown back. Like he, he throws back. And it's like, and I, and once that happened, it's sort of like I got released. And then I ran out of the house. I literally ran out of the house in my pajamas kind of thing. And I was just, and his fucking, his mum and dad were in the other room and says, what are you doing? And his mum says, what, his mum says, what have you brought into this house? I can feel something. What have you brought into this house? And she says, stop talking about that, sir. You don't know what you're bringing in. And that's just, just to elaborate where, obviously, I wasn't doing anything, but I was attracted. I was having, I was, I was being inquisitive. I probably had a, an old uh, 17, 18. So, but I was very inquisitive. So, but I was talking about the dark hearts and and the uh, the possession, the Satan, Lucifer taking over souls, taking over children's souls, murder, and all that. So it was clearly dark talk because obviously, and we started and we, we watched the um, Exodus three after it, which is the Exodus two really, and it's and it just and I just thought, wow, that's when I started realizing there's to give an example that you sometimes you're talking about things and. If you're talking about positive, you usually attract positive people. But if you're talking about negative, you usually attract negative people. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that kind did of you, thing. So did you go back in the house or did you go home or something? Oh, I went back into the house, but I never slept. Uh, after that, I don't think I ever slept at the house ever again. Because I what what I felt was real. It was real. And even as the, the lad at the time, it was just... It's just I was being slowly sort of paralysed from my feet going upwards. And when it got to my waist... It was like a coldness, you know, like coldness coming up, creeping up on you. This might be out of my out, out of my area of expertise, but do you what do you think you were I don't want to say possessed, but do you think there's something that was related to the exorcist was related to you? I think there was I've uh, yeah, I've I've asked this question. Uh how do I put it? I think I have may have opened up some form of portal or gateway where I do believe in, I don't believe in ghosts and stuff like that, stuff like that but I do believe in dark and good energy. And maybe I just was being too inquisitive. I was 17, 18, so I was still relatively innocent. I had a sort of innocence about me. So I was like, maybe, it, maybe it, some dark energy was playing with me. And it didn't, it didn't hurt me, but it scared me. So I, I it didn't, I, it frightened me. I wasn't. I didn't feel scared. I just. I was frightened. Have you because... heard of that? Um, of that thing you can have when you when you're going to sleep where you get paralysis, and a lot of these alien abductions are put down to it because you can wake up and feel like your body's not moving. I'm not, I've, I've, not been to, I, I've not been to bed yet though. It's like it's like you now. Right. Uh, it's like the three of us now. We're talking and we're just talking as that. And you, we're, you're sat on the couch. Uh, Rick sat on the couch. I'm sat on the couch. I've just put the duvet on, and I'm just keep talking. And you say, Carlos, stop talking about it. Right, leave it, Carlos. Just stop talking about it. And I'm like, and I start going, okay. And then I just shut up completely. It's, and clearly, I, and then, it's I, clearly your mates were hypnol then. <laughs> are, you, but, are you putting us in? Are you putting us in danger by talking about it now? Can, the, can, uh, can we get us through the podcast? <laughs> no, it's just I've. It's one of the things where it's, and that's why I think where certain like um, I'm sure one of you might bring up the poltergeist. The poltergeist was the same kind of thing. So do you think where if you're talking about things where we do not understand because I don't, do you, do you, um, 
first question, do you actually believe in that? Do you believe in sort of, I'm not saying God and devil, but do you believe in kind of demons and dark energy and stuff like that? No. Do you, Rick? Uh, I don't think so, no. You say dark energy. I'm more inclined to believe that you, you use the example of being in a bar and you just kind of feel the tension. I think there's such thing as as, as atmospheres that, that kind of go beyond um you know just talking about oh it's dimly lit it's quiet it's there's, there's this of this sense this of that sense i think i think you can feel energies i think you I've can got pick as up on that. body languages and stuff and you don't know you're doing it can't you and 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 yeah that's but yeah and it's when also like about knowing when you're being watched you, yeah you, you, yeah. You, yeah 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 there, there are some sort of energies maybe yeah well I'll, I guess- I'll give you <laughs> I, know, I know I know. Carlos has a tendency, like when I told him to look into some maths, he goes down a rabbit hole and, all, yes. and almost gets into a trance. And maybe that's maybe that's something you've been doing for quite a while. Yeah, but, I, um, I could have done. I could have opened up some kind of portal. And yeah, I do. I do have the ability to go down rabbit holes and take it to the next level. And I can because yeah. I can really. Because what I can really focus in on something really, and the problem is I start. I would say some form of hypnosis, but I go so deep into it, and it becomes some trance state, and I and I'm and I'm and I jump into it. So yeah, 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 that's a good that's a good way. I could have done that with that. And remember, it wasn't like a five minute conversation. It's like five six hours later yeah. to the point where because at the time I was saying Carlos, stop talking about it because I think I was scaring, <laughs> I was freaking him about it. Because yeah, well, you probably yeah, you probably were. I mean, yeah. I've been. I mean, I've been on, um, you know, the, they had the massive wheel in the middle of Manchester. And oh, yeah, no, yeah. normally I'm quite fine with that. But I'm I'm on it with me, Gran, and my brother, who does not like heights at all. And because they were so nervous, made me nervous because I'm in a carriage with nervous people. Yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. So you probably were making your, your cousin nervous. But, um, and you probably were going, so, but what, so what about, you know, do you know anything about, why why people say it's a cursed film you know any of the the actual uh, things that went you know went on around the rec- recording or p- post filming with the actors or anything they were saying because you're talking you're bringing you're talking about satan or lucifer himself so you, there's no more more evil than satan and lucifer himself so you're not talking about oh some serial killer you're not talking about some guy who's murdered a couple of people so you've got you've got two entities you've got god which is benevolent and you've got the devil which is malevolent so you can't go so you, you you're calling on to all the if you think about all the evilest and demonic things we've witnessed or we've saw or read about or listened to it's it's all attributed to the devil or satan yeah. himself so it's probably and that's the bit where it's hard one because you're probably you, you you're, you're bringing out negative vibrations it's a bit like if I was to wake you up in the morning and I started singing a nice lullaby, you'd be you'd wake up so if I started I love it when you do wh- that, Carlos. <laughs> but if I started singing some kind of thrash demonic Satan fucking heavy metal, you're gonna go, What the fuck you go away, you weirdo. Because it's like it's because of the frequency when you're talking about certain energies, good, bad or indifferent, you're attracting certain energy, certain vibrations. I do believe it's it's like a gut instinct. It's you you're probably attracting that. Yeah. I don't believe in the, this frequency thing, but um, uh, and and I, I think I think again it was hype and it was publicism to get the film, you know, because it wasn't it banned for a while. The Exorcist was that one of yeah. the ones that was banned. Yeah, it was for banned. A bit? It was banned. Yeah, so it was banned. again, someone someone bans a film, 
you want to watch it, don't you? Why was yeah. this banned? But, um, you know, some of the stuff I was reading, people were warning them not to make it. It's a subject you shouldn't cover because of this, They had, that, they the had the paramedics outside because people were collapsing and vomiting outside, well, weren't yeah, they? The, the Exorcist is one of those films that kind of, it kind of ticks all the boxes. Of, you know, the yeah. things that I mentioned at the beginning of things where things have gone wrong, things yeah. have happened that are definitely connected. Um, and then things that were the, the hype has just been embraced. I mean, you had people having heart attacks in the cinema when it came out. Like, say, it was you know, people, um, you've got the, the vomiting, the, the, the paramedics and vomiting. outside. And uh, a couple of the actors died while it was in post production. Um, and also, uh, the set, the house caught fire when yeah. they were filming. Have you heard this one? The, the I'm house, not sure if, if it was while it was filming or it was after, but the, was it after? It was, but apart yeah, from the, one room, everything was yeah, destroyed by fire. Which room was it? Obviously, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the room, the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about the deaths, but uh, apparently most of the actors suffered injuries during the filming. And when well, Linda it was, Blair did herself, didn't she? Sorry, say again. Linda Blair, the the girl, uh, did herself, didn't she? But also, as well, just to um, just to add to that. I, if you ever get a chance, watch that. Uh, it's on Netflix. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll post it up or we'll put it up on the uh, the the, the podcast social what what it's called. But it's the the woman who did the voices, you know, for the young girl. Uh, she they had to create because that back then it wasn't computers, so there was like a kind of singer opera singer, and she, they had to. So what she started doing, she started talking, she started getting into some kind of deep state. Uh, she drank alcohol, so to roughen her voice up, and she started going, and then she started take going. So she talks about it, and she actually does the voice there live, and it's like, and you can hear like three or four voices within her voice, and she says, "How do you do that?" It's because I'm go- I'm going, I'm, I'm first I have a couple of drinks to roughen my voice up, but then my thought process, I go into a dark place. So clearly, she's thinking about doing evil, and she's there going. <laughs> Oh, and you can hear like fucking two or three voices when the voice is talking to you, and it's like you, you you start shivering because that's the that's the demon's voice coming through her. It's not it's not obviously it's not a demon, but she says she how she she does it. She she goes into a negative, horrible place to get there. How much is she hyping that though? Because oh no, she's been interviewed. She's been interviewed, and she's all yeah, she's probably but... in the seventies, eighties at the time, and she could still do it. Yeah, still do I, I do. I do wonder. You know, she's she's in the film business or has been. Wants a name to be. Wants the fame. Maybe wants the money from the interviews. Oh no, the interviews done about about ten fifteen years ago. Or something, but it's like yeah, it, yeah, it might, it's, it's yeah, just, it might be. But what I'm saying is, but it just shows that know, people have she, to go to is she not, places. Is she not hyping that up, or is she just? You know, you, well, well, you hear about these method actors all the time that yeah live the life for four weeks and you know as a tramp because they're playing a tramp in a film and stuff like that. They go and live on the street for fun. Yeah, it's crazy anyway. So cool. Okay. Exorcist done and dusted. Do you want to throw another one in Rick? Yeah, just, I mean, I know we're probably going to talk about more horror films, but I, um, I want, I just wanted to um, bring up one that I didn't know about until I started researching. Have you, you guys heard of a film called Atuk? A T U K? spell A T U K. Yes. Or only today. Only yeah. today I read that one. No, no, so, no, no, come across that one. It's um, yeah, it's a, it's a film. Um, again, it's based on a novel. Um, this novel's about an Eskimo living in New York. Um, I actually not too familiar with the story. I don't think the story matters too much. I'm not sure if that's a 
comedy. I'd like I'd like to think that an Eskimo in New York is a comedy because in my it mind, is, I think it was like, supposed to be. A in my mind, it's like yeah. Elf. Do you know when uh, Elf goes to New yeah. York? Yeah, yeah. Take that, take some take someone, put them in a situation where they're out of their place and they have a load of weird mishaps and with, her, with hilarious consequences. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's um, it's basically killed actors who agreed to star in it. So it, it I mean, the, the list of actors who died makes me think it probably was a comedy because um, after agreeing or signing on the dotted line, and, and some of them, I think, even you know, filmed a lot of it. Um, they died. So John Belushi, obviously, famously, famously died. Um, Sam Kinison, uh, John Candy. Um, although with the greatest respect to to um Mr. Candy, probably wasn't the film that killed him. And Chris Farley, um, you know the uh, the guy who was originally, he actually filmed ninety percent of Shrek as well at the time yeah. of, of dying. Um, but yeah, all those guys, and I think there might have even been, might have been more. But there's at least those those four that um... yeah those four when I saw them I I thought the same as you they were all of a certain build weren't they and, and yeah like, and, and especially like yeah that we can blame the film but the, I mean four people agreeing to take a role and then dying before yeah. they could do it that, so that that's it's one of them it's like coincidences do happen but there's too many coincidences there isn't there yeah it's a lot. Well, I know John Belushi, uh, James, or James Belushi. Did you say John Belushi or James Belushi? John, did you say? John. John Belushi. He, if I remember him, he was a bit of a, a bit of a party boy as well, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. but the thing, sometimes, okay, so we'll never know uh, what exactly, but do you think that's just one massive coincidence or do you think there could be some form of, I don't know, I, I, don't, I won't say, I'm you, not going to say. You want me to say there's sinister um, there's some kind of, <laughs> there some, Or could there be some kind of... Um, I don't like know, an Eskimo some... who doesn't want to want you to take a piss out of him. <laughs> so yeah, some 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 Eskimo kind of uh, Eskimo <laughs> girls flying around. But, but do, do you believe that's the? I'm trying to say it's like I do believe in dark energy. I'm not saying that's associated, but sometimes you think, you know, when people say, "Listen, like there's a, that's a haunted house," and people go, "Yeah, well, but when they go into that house, no, they get the. I don't know if it's your mind playing tricks, but there is." Some something going on, or there is some kind of you feel like you feel like you're not alone. You feel like there's someone there with you, kind of thing. So do you think it could be not so much the place, but associated with that story, or the person behind or involved in that in that uh, film or documentary? There's so much surrounding him. Do you think? I, I tell you what, Carlos. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Um, I don't know if I believe there's anything to do with um, dark energy being afoot here, but if I was a comic actor and I got offered that role, I'd turn it down. <laughs> okay. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, okay, okay. That, that's an interesting one. That, that's Andy, if, if they offered you that role, would you turn it down or would you... Uh, they've offered you a million pounds. Fuck me, this is the... Right, have they offered, have they offered me... Rick, the non-actor, just the, the the guy who wanks off rhinos. Have they offered me a million pound, or have they offered me the established actor who could get another acting job for maybe? Oh no, you, you as you, you as you are now. All right. Well, yeah, I probably would do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I'd love a million pound. But if I was an actor that could command that sort of money for film, I'd probably go. Oh, best not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say the same as Rick. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing how. Even though uh, you used to don't believe it, but you've the summit holding you back. 
It's, it's yeah. just weird because that, that's the bit well, where it's not. Cause, it's not cause because you're rational, because you've you're both very intelligent guys. You've both got rational, scientific, and mathematical minds. But there's some it just saying, uh, just, just. Are you sure? Are you sure? It's not. You... It's not holding you back. But if you if if you were an actor, like you say, like Rick said, if if your normal film was would net you a million pounds, then why why do something that is struggling to get off the ground and just. Do, you know, do something else instead. On the flip side of that, though, you'd, you'd be good to be the guy who finally got it over the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Can I just yeah. ask something about this film? I know I, again, I know I brought it up and I know I introduced it and I'm assuming Atuk is the name of the um, the actual Eskimo who's in New yeah. York. All these actors, were they meant to be playing an Eskimo? Because I can't <laughs> picture any of no, them as an Eskimo. Apart that, so they renamed it, I can't make, Atuk, it was called Atuk something, the book, and it was about an Eskimo, but they were going to change it to be a Jewish person that was from Alaska, moving Are you to. Going to ask him? Yeah, moving to uh, New York instead. Is, that John, is John Belushi Jewish? Uh, I, I, I don't say, know. Yeah. Don't know. They Belushi, all, Belushi they all look Jewish quite. Man. They all look quite similar. There's definitely a couple of them that were, but that that's just what I read. That's just what I read today. Do you know what got me onto cursed films? Um, was I heard that Harry Potter was a cursed film? Now, if you try and Google Harry Potter cursed or cursed films, you're never going to find any information on it, and I'll tell you why. Is because there's a new book come out called Harry Potter and the Curse of something yes. or other. And cursed child, yeah. Cursed child, and that's all that comes up. So uh, I did manage to find something, though. You know, what, what? how many films did they do? Was it seven, eight? Was one eight, split into two? Was it eight? Yeah. So over 20 actors have died. So these include Rick Mayle, Alan Rickman, John Hurt, Vern whoa, Troyer. Whoa, whoa. R- Rick Mayle was in Harry Potter? Yeah, one of the early ones, yeah. Was he? Yeah. I love Rick Mayle. If I find out that Specky Twat killed him. <laughs> well, if you think about it, the Harry Potter, you are dealing with dark arts, witchcraft, aren't you? Well, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So I think that feeds into it. So I, I can't, you know, I've not got a full list of all, of, you know, all all the other 20 or so, but um, I know that one actor was murdered when he came out of a nightclub. Another actor died of heat exposure when he was running through some desert in America and you start to you start to think and then you go hold on but all these others Rick Mayle Alan Rickman John they were all getting on a bit so yeah. the rest of them were like over 70 years old you know most of them in the late 80s and 90s one woman was age 100 shock horror woman of 100 years old dies it's yeah. Yeah. So that that one you just put down to, yeah. like you said, you mentioned before the previous film. That it's probably I know. Yeah. Uh, some of them should have been dead a long time ago. I know. Yeah. Some of them died and also, years old. also, how many actors within those films? Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of actors, man. So, oh, so loads know, of averages. You're going to have people lose. Yeah. Loads yeah. of averages. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you've got, especially when you've got like a. Uh, you know they're all in the coronavirus risk age. I'm not saying coronavirus yeah. talking well, about, but you know what I mean. They're all they're all yeah, over. You know, a lot of them are over seventies playing old teachers and whatnot. So yeah. Although Maggie Smith's still kicking about, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was the one who like probably looked older than the rest. Yeah, because the original Dumbledore was one of them, wasn't he? Michael Gambon. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Did Michael Gambon? 
Was yeah, he the Harris. one that died, or did he the one do from episode is he, two? Is he still alive, Michael Gambon? I don't know. I I, Richard Harris, it was, sorry. Yeah, Richard, Richard Harris, Harris, yeah. So Michael Gambon took over, didn't he? So, um, yeah, that's cool. You can help support the podcast or keep in touch with the boys by following them on Twitch and subscribing on YouTube. Please check the link in the show notes when you get a moment. Twitch.tv forward slash TheoConPod. But yeah, that's what got me onto the subject. So I was like, oh, Harry Potter is supposed to be a cursed film. That's that's what got me looking. I suppose there are quite a lot of deaths. Yeah, because yeah, um, if you look at mathematically, they've probably got... Tw- uh, Two or three thousand people with makeup artists and delivery people, and so there's going to be a lot of the laws of averages are going to be a percentage of the people who are probably in the fifties and sixties. And I think uh, Harry Potter's been going on for the last fifteen years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, the last yeah, 10, 15 years. So, yeah. so a lot of them would have been in the fifties, sixties, getting into the seventies, eighties. So yeah, they would have passed away. But you've just but reminded then- me. You've, you've just reminded me of a bit that I think it's Louis C.K. does. Um, and it, have you, heard, you know Louis C.K. the comedian. Yes, um, and I think it's I think it's actually in, in like one of his intros to his, one of his shows where he says I think he he, he says oh he does three thousand people here tonight, and he says he, he just kind of takes that in for a second and then he just starts going on about how in a couple of months there's chance statistical chance someone's going to die, someone in this room will be dead in a couple of months. <laughs> it's just oh my God. the way he says it. He says it much funnier than than that. <laughs> Obviously, I've just said it really depressingly. But it just, you just reminded me of, 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 of that piece. Might want no, to yeah, 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 because yeah, uh, it's like it's like the the average is you're more likely to when you go to work in the morning. There's you know that there's somebody who's gonna well obviously there's, the roads shouldn't be as busy, but the laws of averages somebody's gonna die that morning on a car crash, isn't there? So yeah, they, they, that's yeah, they, it's sort of like scientifically proven that yeah, the laws of averages people are gonna die from something. But yeah, but the goes back to the Harry Potter. Like I go back to, yeah, I think is he something sinister about it? No, but but when you are sort of talking about witchcraft and I'm not saying voodoo itself, but some dark of energies, but maybe you are attracting certain elements to the dark side, or not not say the dark force, but dark energies to to the that environment, and you're sort of like subjecting yourself to that kind of negativity. Yeah. If you believe, you know, if if that is true, and like the thing you were saying about the Exorcist, then I suppose Harry Potter would be tempting fate. But then again, if you include in Harry Potter, you spo- you have to include everything in between Harry Potter and the Exorcist. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, anything like the Avengers, you know, you know, they're dealing with like magic stuff, aren't they? I mean, I've yeah, got, yeah, I've yeah. Got that's true. Them, but that's true. That would be blasphemy, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it's true. I'm sure. I'm X-Men, sure there's probably yeah. uh, oh, X Men, yeah, or anything sort of like uh, anything Super which is uh, anything. Even if you talk about uh, films, which is uh, we went through a period of like going through films which are about uh, killers, serial killers. We're so, we're obsessed with killers, aren't we? As a species, you are. We, uh, no, no, but talking about. I love, about. I love a good serial killer <laughs> documentary, Carlos. Don't worry about it. I, I love exactly. It. It's like everybody loves a good. You when you watch a film and it's a good film, it's always some, some FBI chasing some serial killer. You know what I mean? It's always something like, that. and they're the ones what get you going. Do, do you know we're, what? We're you, know, you, you talk about your rabbit holes. Do you know what I like is um, uh, serial killers. The interviews in prison. So you get like your Ted Bundy's and your um, yeah. Um, BTK killer and stuff. There's a, there's a load of them from like I don't know the eighties or whatever where they've they've um, they've done an interview in prison and you know it's like an hour or two hours long and you just listen to them speak and tell their stories and stuff. 
that's that's interesting. It's horrible, obviously, but it's that I can't, you know, it's the kind of stuff that you can't keep your eyes off. The best thing for that is a thing called Mindhunters, uh, which is on Netflix, I think. And uh, have you watched Mindhunters, Rick? I, I've not watched I'm, it. I'm, I may have seen stuff from it, but I, I usually just go down YouTube rabbit holes for these this sort of well, stuff. Mindhunter maybe... is basically exactly what you just said. It's two guys who were from the '60s okay. who start who started studying uh, psycho um, serial killers. Well, the word serial killers doesn't exist yet. They coined the phrase serial killer, oh, so right. they started interviewing people like. Uh, uh, Charles Manson and what because people just think oh someone who goes and kills up three or four people oh they must be a lunatic no it's like Ed Kempler Ed Kempler had an IQ of 145 you kill a person you're a, mur- a, a, a murderer you kill three you're a serial killer and, then that's what it's, and it's like if you ever get a chance and it's, it's exactly what you just said Rick is literally these guys interview and they talk what they did and, and it's like it's like you and I the three of us here talking now and it's one of us saying, "Oh yeah, I murdered fifteen people last night." And uh, yeah, by the way, I just made myself a sandwich as well. It's like, wow, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's they're like def- these... they're definitely detached from the emotional side of it as well, aren't they? They're like cold but... like that when you, Carlos. You mentioned stats. Um, yeah. You know, with, with you know, just just a numbers game. So is is a numbers game for you? So do you know how many people you have to have in a room? to get a 50-50 chance of sharing a, sharing a birthday with someone. So there's 365 days a year. We could 366 have if it's a leap year. So I, will, I won't jump in here because I know the answer. All right. So or Roughly, I remember that. Let's, let's just go with 365, a normal year, Carlos. Yeah. How many people do you have to have in the same room to get a 50-50 chance of two of those people sharing the same birthday? Oh, there's 12 months. Uh, oh, the same day, you mean? The same day? The same day, yeah. Yeah. So first um, of January, okay, for example. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna say I was going right down the middle. So what's that? One eight six or something? Well, so what's the what's half? <laughs> so you're saying half of three six five? That's yeah. exactly what you like would think that you're supposed yeah. to think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of stats, you would think, yeah, I need half the people here. That gives me a fifty fifth. Yeah. So Rick, go on. You know the answer. Go on. Well, I might be wrong, but it's it's about twenty, isn't it? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. Do you know how? Many people you have to have in a room to get a ninety-nine point nine percent chance of sharing the same birthday. There's someone. So, 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 hundred percent is twenty-three. You said. No, fifty percent chance is twenty-three. Ah, so, so let's get close to hundred. So, uh, I'm going to say, don't know, double it then, uh, forty-six. Not quite seventy-five. Seventy-five. So it's got it. There's a there's a bell curve on it, but seventy-five. You think seventy-five people. Out of three hundred and sixty-five, that's still quite—it's less. It's like a third. I suppose the way a simple kind of explain it like I'm five way of looking at it would be that you line these people up, you ask them the first one what their birthday is, right? First of January. You ask the next one, that's then a new date that you're looking to match up, and then the third one, you know, if it's wrong, if it's if it's still a different date, if it's a yeah. different date, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. Looking for everyone to match the first of January. No, that's Once true. You ask the second person, and they've got a different date. You're then looking for a match to two, and then three, and then four, and before you know it, you've you've got thirty dates, thirty people left, or whatever. Yeah, and the the, the, the chances are built up. It's a statistical. The, the, so yeah, the twenty third person has got twenty two other dates to match to, hasn't he? Yeah. When he when he sticks his hand up and he goes, if he's oh, yeah. not, the date hasn't already been matched. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Joe, that's, that's, a, that's a great start. I didn't know that. That's a, if he starts that. to think about it, if he starts to think about it, it becomes really, really unlikely, or, or you would think it would be uh, really, really unlikely for everyone to have a separate birthday. 
a couple of films I've had on my list then is 2003 Passion of Christ, uh, 1982 Poltergeist. That really scared me. My auntie let me watch it when I was far too young. Uh, and 1994 The Crow, possibly the most famous curse one because uh, obviously it was Brandon Lee, which is Bruce's Lee's son. Uh, and again, Rick mentioned it earlier, uh, a, a, like a, a gun, a prop gun with blanks in it. Um, didn't misfire, but there was something left in the barrel. Uh, from one of the previous blanks, and and that the force shot out and uh, got him. And do you know what what else was? Um, I think it was something like the the firearms expert that they had to have on set. Um, that was like the one day he wasn't there. Oh, he was would, it? He would have checked it. Yes, yeah, possibly. Uh, so in my sum up of that one, uh, so we'll do that one and then go back over the others. So the film was it was absolutely hampered by setbacks and accidents that was the one with the tornado that destroyed the set a couple of times another time a guy accidentally drove his car into the workshop which was right next to the set and destroyed a load of stuff uh rather than it be this demon that uh that bruce lee's wife reckons i think she was talking about it in another documentary when she was talking about bruce and brandon about some sort of demon that which came out I think just after the crow, literally, because it was hampered by setbacks, it was just it was low budget, it was behind schedule, and they were just cutting corners, stuff like firing guns on days they shouldn't have been firing guns because the uh, because the firearms guy wasn't on set. Yeah, cut corners, you're gonna you're, you're playing with lives. But also, you? the guy who's the you just mentioned the guy who's the sort of gun expert. The one day of the year or the one day he's not on set, it goes wrong. So the but obviously it's more likely to go wrong if he's not on there. If you've not got yeah. the expert around, it's you don't not know somebody's like... not cleaned it properly or put the bullet in properly or X, yeah. Y- well, they... that was it. I think it had a live round in it. Was a gun that had been adjusted to be you know like not a f- gun that should be able to fire um, yeah rounds, and then it, it, it had, had something like that. It was uh, on the article I saw. It was a a, a bit from the previous gun. That's so it, yeah. so when you hit the shell and it's and it's empty it's got no projectile on the front you're just you just it's just the black powder going bang and it, it's yeah. a you know but it's still shooting a force out the front it's just not projecting a you know a blob of lead in front of it uh, you know I, i've got a little bit of experience with guns you know you do you know you do have to clean your barrels and stuff because st- stuff can get stuck in there yeah they just probably didn't know because the gun expert wasn't there they just thought oh we can put blanks in it and just shoot it as often as we want we don't have to do anything about it and not checking the, like you say, the barrel before they put another round in for another take, and you know if if you did look down there, they would have seen this shard of metal, and it basically just flew out at him in the stomach, and it was fatal, unfortunately. A poltergeist, obviously the most famous one is the little girl died. Yeah. Um, I saw something today when I was reading up on that. Apparently, they have a Super Bowl poster in the bedroom for 1988. Yeah, it was filmed in 1992. Uh, sometimes they'll put posters up to like put films into a different date. They weren't trying to put it way in the future or anything. I just think they were trying to stop it dating or something as much. But um, apparently when the little girl did die, um, apparently one day she just started being sick and they rushed her to a child's hospital. And I think it was something like septicemia that got her and it was caused by something in her stomach. Uh, but the town that she was living in at the time in the hospital she was taken to, uh, it was it was in it was in the same place the Super Bowl was set that year, and the year was 1988. So a lot of people are saying that 
that scene where the little lad is sat on his bed, you know, the scene where he's on his bed and the, the uh, clown comes out from under the bed. Spoilers for anyone that's not watched. <laughs> In the uh, last 30, 40 years, yeah. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently, yeah, it says, uh, can you believe that? that? So that, yeah, that's 40 years next year. Wow. Uh, that's crazy, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, apparently there's people are making ties with that and stuff like that. But, uh, again, a lot of them were, from what I read, were simply age-related and explainable illnesses from the people that died. So... There we go. And then Passion of Christ, again, we mentioned this earlier on. Um, so it's pretty rare to get struck by lightning. Although, <laughs> although this number is staggering to me. Apparently, 240,000 people a year get struck by lightning. 240,000 people. That's massive. That's like That's a quarter of a million people a year get struck by lightning. I suppose there's de- degrees of getting struck by lightning, though. Golfers get struck by lightning quite a lot. Golfers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, golfers? Yeah. <laughs> golfers, yeah, golfers. Well, the, yeah, the, like, well, they're stood in open fields yeah. with waving got, metal, stick, metal sticks yeah. around, aren't they, yeah. with, with metal spikes going into the ground, so they're a target. But apparently that is still massively rare. But, um, but when it was being filmed in 2003, uh, it happened three times. Now, when I when I looked into it, it was when they were doing a bit where the the guy that plays the lead actor of Christ, he's he's on the hill and he's got his arms up, so he's the highest point of contact. He's got his arms up and he's doing that big sermon where he's on top of the hill, and there was a storm brewing, and he says he says about four seconds before it hit me, I could feel it, I could feel something, it was going to hit me, and it and it just goes bang, and it was it was just caught off camera because the camera was panning up to him. And it hit him just before the camera got there. And uh, apparently the rest of the crew all hit the deck. And then they, they then sort of right, resumed filming. And then another one of the actors stood near him. He then got hit. Um, so it's like, okay, there is a lightning storm. Someone's just got struck by lightning. <laughs> and then you all stand back up on the hill because you've not learned your lesson. And um, and he got hit again, so maybe it's not so much a coincidence. Now, if that had been like days apart or something, I'd be going, "Oh wow!" Now that maybe is a coincidence, but it was the same lightning storm. Yes, you know lightning what I mean? doesn't hit it hits uh, place same twice, does it? Like, well, it didn't hit two different people instead. Yeah. But uh, and and apparently, so they say it hit him three times. But the guy that got hit the second time, he said he'd he'd been hit previously, but. Uh, doesn't say it was within the same film. He just mentions, "Oh yeah, I've been hit by lightning before." On this one, though, this one I love. I mean, you, you you're offering a nice um, kind of sensible explanation for it in that there was a storm and it was the highest point of contact on yeah. the mountain. So, but I love well, the idea of someone trying to portray <laughs> Jesus on film um, <laughs> and replicate the 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 suffering of of, of Christ and being smited during filming by a yeah. lightning bolt. I love the idea of it's it's a perfect kind of cursed film situation. He, I don't, he wasn't, I don't he wasn't smited. This guy, for it. Yeah, he wasn't smited. This guy had loads of stuff going wrong that I didn't even put in my notes, but I'm just going to remember. So he was in the whipping scene where they're whipping him. So the way they do it, they have like a, 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 like a pad or something just behind him. So the guy's actually whipping that and he's just like fake reacting to it. But but apparently this guy's aim was really bad and he and his whip goes over the top of it and hits Cavill. I think is it Cavill or someone? It hits him on, on the back. And um apparently he, he turned around in a rage and had a right go at him. And uh 
and then they start filming again and the guy does it again so he gets it a second time because the guy misses again this this guy with a with a bullwhip is that he's one of those method actors you were talking about before yeah i think think it's called jim cavizel cavizel that was it not i'm thinking of superman um and then what was the there was what there was another incident where he hurt himself oh carrying the cross where he's carrying the cross up um he did something to his collarbone or something or his shoulder um, but Carlos, you'll love this one, right? So <laughs> I learned this today. So there's two people working on the film. One was an atheist actor, and another guy was uh, Muslim. He wasn't an <laughs> actor. Like he, wasn't, this one. <laughs> he wasn't an actor. Uh, yeah, he wasn't an actor, but he was part of the crew. I think they both converted to Christianity because of the film, because of the trials and tribulations and just everything. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I know. I knew you would but, like that. No, like but that. the then okay. Then uh, I'd, I'll 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 flip it. So, oh. firstly, um, nobody wanted anyone to make this film, especially because everybody knows Hollywood is obviously is a big Jewish community, and a lot of the people who fund films are Jewish. Obviously, Mel, everyone knows what Mel Gibson's is obviously thoughts on the Jewish community or the Jewish people, I should say. So clearly, nobody wanted Mel Gibson. So Mel Gibson had to dip into his own pocket and. Uh, fund it, which turned out he got. I think he spent fifty million of his own money, and I think he got four hundred plus million back. So it's probably one of the best investments he's ever had. Yeah. Because, but then, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I watched a documentary on this one, but this is just nothing to do with this. But ages ago, that Jim Caviezel said he was told under no circumstances are you to do this film because it'll be the end of your career. You'll never work in Hollywood. He talks about that. So just after, just after Gibson said to him. Um, yeah, do yeah, do the film. Gibson apparently went, Hold on, hold on. No, don't do it because it's gonna ruin your career. And Gibson actually told him that like minutes after him saying agreeing to do the film and he went, No. And because he was really religious, he just went, No, that's some and, and again He found it that... as a calling Jim Cavazell found it as a calling, didn't he? Yeah. He said yeah. if I and is he, my saying, is he playing... saying that? Is it is it part of his faith? I mean, as a film, right? Okay. I'm an atheist. It's not converted me. Yeah. As a film, I thought, wow, no one's ever told this story like this before. You know, I've I was I went to a C of E school. Um, my mum was um, a Catholic. I've been to church loads of times and heard the stories and watched all the other films, Ben Hur and all this sort of stuff. I know Ben Hur is not strongly on yeah. it, but you know he's in there, isn't he? But I remember watching it and going, wow, that was a powerful film. And I, yeah, I just I went powerful. I went to my mum. I went, mum, you got to watch this. And she's a Christian, and she was like, "Oh my God, I've got, to, I've got to get Auntie Fran to watch this." Because my mum could she, watch it. My mum could watch not. it. It was so it, it, because it was so truthful and powerful that my mum would not turn to tears because she knows. Obviously, she knows. That, my that's the a, thing about it. That it because, was making because it real. Because my mum's a, a devout Roman Catholic, she goes to mass every day, twice on a Sunday. Uh, so it, it's the it was the pain of the suffering, knowing what Jesus went through. Well, I love so I love the um, the idea of a curse film, and I love the um, the urban legend around them, and I love um, talking about it because, like, I've really enjoyed. And I wish I could carry on um, talking about this for longer, but um, you know, I've got twelve week old baby upstairs, so I've got to <laughs> I've got to shoot. But I, I love the mystique around it, um, and I, I think for for something to to be genuinely cursed, what does that mean? Does it mean that there are foul? Um, energies at play. There are something religious entities at play. I don't. I don't know. But I don't know if I want to know. I think um, talking about it and debating about it, you still get those chills 
um, down the back of his spine, thinking about something going wrong with the film because it's, you know, it's destined to go wrong or it's destined to um, kill someone or, you know, for, 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 for a curse to, to kind of happen. I think, I think I love, I love the whole story around it, but the religious, the religious stuff, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an, I'm an atheist myself. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to disappoint Carlos, to be honest. But... <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, because uh, you both could repent soon, don't worry. Oh, no worry. Well, I'm planning to do that on my deathbed, but I don't know if that still counts. <laughs> i tell you what, Rick, after lockdown, we'll have to get together and we'll have to watch, like, the Poltergeist or Passion what, of Christ. A couple of, films, a couple of films that I've not seen, and Poltergeist is one of them. I've not actually seen it. So I'd oh, be, I yeah, can't give you spoilers. Carlos, whatever we watch... Uh, you're not sitting around talking about it afterwards. You're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, me and Carlos would like to thank you for coming on the podcast. Is there anything you want to plug so our listener can find out more about you? Um, yeah, do you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to share my Instagram because I um, I do a bit of bit of art on the side, and I am in the coming months starting my own kind of series of, of artworks it'll make sense I don't know maybe by the time this is out or in a few weeks but my um, Instagram handle is Viva Redman so V-I-V-A R-E-D-M-A-N excellent and, um, yeah it's basically I've um, I've started a graffiti wall in my in my garage and I'm, and I'm starting to release videos of it and I don't know um, you might want to see it you might not but that's who I am Viva Redman on Instagram Excellent, nice one. I think I checked that out uh, when Carlos mentioned you as well. So, uh, yeah, listeners definitely need to go and check that out. And that's where, see if you can find the image where I got the uh, Royal Seal, Seal of Approval from. <laughs> yeah, because that's another art thing. Um, yeah. I, with this series of videos that I'm going to do about my, my art stuff, I am going to do one where I talk about art that I've already done. So the Seal of Approval thing will make sense. Nice one. Nice one. We'll leave that there for the listeners to go and check out. So hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, see I you have. next thank time. You. Thank you very much, Andy. And thank you very much, Carlos. Uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I've had a lot of fun and I appreciate you asking me on. Cheers. <laughs>